Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we talk about popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm just going to put this out here real quick. I have a pretty intense phobia of needles. Oftentimes, if I go in for, for blood work or whatever, they have to take my blood pressure after I've done, you know, gotten all the needles and everything, because otherwise my blood pressure is just like through the roof. This movie didn't really help with that. Also, the YouTube algorithm is expanded. Now I'm just getting music reaction videos because I definitely needed a millennial to tell me how shocked they are about discovering the wonders that is uh, comes with Johnny Cash's voice. Sure. I mean, I'm Alex. Uh, and I'm sick. My name's Britton, and I have a bad cold, and uh, my head feels like... Uh, bad <laughs> it feels like bad <laughs> alex i have to ask how many of these um these videos begin with the phrase so i was watching the logan trailer and because... uh absolutely zero of them oh interesting oh 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 so you've watched a lot of them then <laughs> yes i i no seriously like every time that it pops up in my feed i have sent all of them to you how long you. are the videos compared to the length of the song? Because Johnny Cash, is, he he wasn't writing American Pie over here. I, I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes. They probably oh listened to God. multiple songs. I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought it was just per, like... <laughs> oh, I mean, it could be. Took 15 like minutes for them to react to Boy Named Sue five, or something. Yeah, five seconds. It's like, all right, let's pause there. <laughs> let's talk about that. Pretty, pretty good uh, modulation on that. Interesting. Reminds me a lot of uh, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> the thumbnail, if I remember correctly, literally had OMG on it. And I was I was just, I, I hate everything. Who boy. Let's talk about a movie. Uh, this week, what Halloween. Movie? Oh. Two. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. I thought it was like an open for, you were just... Maybe one of us could no. suggest a movie, but I guess Alec has already made up his mind. <laughs> we, no, we're, we we were supposed to watch the 2009 Halloween 2, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I hate I hate the naming conventions of these movies. And it's not even like, it's literally it's supposed to be like Halloween and then Roman numeral 2. Uh-huh. Yeah. The 2009 Rob Zombie Halloween 2 is also Halloween Roman numeral 2. Right. It's not like one of them went for Roman numeral, one of them just went for a number. It's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. Anyways. Also, the fact that the H2O isn't the second one. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Anyway, anyway, continue. I think I saw somewhere on Amazon Prime that Halloween 2, the 2009 version, was listed as Halloween 2 H2 well huh i have no uh, idea there's a thing we're gonna have to have a debate at the end or maybe just when we get to h2o of like is this the dumbest film title we've come across i let's hear it out you know yeah i'm willing to give the movie a chance see if it justifies itself because batman versus superman dawn of justice i think might take the cake thus far in the podcast i don't know maybe one of the james bond movies Mm. probably so yes no it, it's never say never again that's the dumbest one anyways halloween yeah. 2 um it has a 32 percent critic score on rotten tomatoes and a 63 percent audience wow. score 
It was directed by Rick Rosenthal, and it is from 1981. Yeah, pretty steep uh, drop-off from the first one, which a lot of people consider a horror masterpiece. I think the three of us are probably included in that camp, or at least near masterpiece. Yeah. Um, who would like to go first? I am genuinely interested in, in what, what the two of y'all think of it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Teacher, teacher, I can, I can go. Teacher, me, pick me. I think that no. So my uh, best, I I watched this movie last night. I I wasn't crazy about it, but it also did. I don't know. I feel like a lot of it just kind of sloughed off my shoulders. You know, sure, sure. Water off a duck's shoulders and all that stuff. I feel like um, I understand the criticisms with it, but a thirty-two critic score is, I feel, a little harsh. <laughs> it's a little harsher <laughs> than maybe I feel. Um, my best thing about the movie, I'm just going to say it's the score, uh, which is kind of a lazy choice, but I did like it. I know John Carpenter worked on it with a different composer. Um, but I think it still was, was fun to listen to. I think it worked nicely. Um, my worst thing I'm going to center on, aside from the character, Bud, <laughs> who I did not enjoy at all. Um, <laughs> Please tell me with every single one of these, you're going to find like your worst character. And I think you're just that, gonna there may be. <laughs> I just may, although I really don't know if Annie deserves to die in the previous one, but, but I, I did cheer a little bit when he met well, his, his end. Well, I mean, now we can have the debate. Who's, who's your most hated character in this film? Cause Annie is in it, <laughs> or at least That's her true. corpse it's, is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, now I am a stiff, but I never, no one gets stiff for me. Uh, <laughs> Annie, come on. You're dead. Britain. Did you find the missing page from the script? I I did. <laughs> In a pirate's cove. <laughs> it was written in crayon. Anyways. <laughs> uh, no, my worst thing is going to be the child with a razor blade uh, in his mouth. Um, Going oh, yeah, to the hospital sure. at the beginning of the movie. And here's why. It goes nowhere. It does nothing. Mm-hmm. It has nothing. And it's such a grisly... Like, it's wedged in between his teeth. And, like, it's going in, like... When he turns to the side, we see that it's a razor blade. So, like... That means if he moves his tongue, his tongue's getting sliced up, like his lips. I mean, the whole thing was so unsettling and unnerving to me. But then I, so I thought, oh, okay, this is like going to tie into Michael Myers somehow or, or, or something. No, it's just there's a kid with a, and his mom isn't like, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, so-and-so house. We're putting razor blades in the apples or whatever. Um, it, it just felt so cruel in a weird way and i know one of the big things a lot of critics had against this movie were that they felt it was it relied too much on sort of explicit violence and stuff compared to the last one grizzly Um, deaths yeah Yeah. grizzly deaths i felt not i saw that but i didn't i didn't feel as strongly yeah um but that that to me was like why why are you doing that when it it doesn't mean anything (laughs) like Mm -hmm. and also how did that happen to that child? You know what I mean? It's not, that was, it was such a weird random thing. Yeah. I don't know. It it wasn't even like, I don't know. It just, it was weird and it bothered me. I remember thinking like halfway through, I was like, oh yeah, that happened. Like I remembered that from earlier. And then I was like, well, maybe like they got the razor blade out and somehow, you know, Lori is going to slice uh sure. michael myers throat with it or something like it's she's gonna find it in one of the other rooms it's gonna be it's gonna come back yeah but no it's, right. we just see them leaving at one point i was and, hoping loomis was gonna monologue to it sure 
He was going to find out on like a discarded tray. <laughs> He's just like, I, I shot him six times. <laughs> Perhaps you'd like to hear my story. I see myself reflected in you the way I saw my death reflected in the hollow eyes of Michael Myers. <laughs> you know, I was a young Loomis when I first found <laughs> so on and so forth. Loomis prequel win. <laughs> Todd Phillips Loomis. <laughs> Star- starring Josh Gad. <laughs> well, I didn't think I... What? This place is a mental hospital? Everyone here is so crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Coming, coming to Disney Plus soon. <laughs> <laughs> Loomis, back in the saddle. Somebody else go. Mm-hmm. Tyler, um, you go. <laughs> I'm frozen with laughter right now. <laughs> Tyler. Uh, my, I'll start with my worst thing. Um, my worst thing is that this movie is trying very hard to match the stylistic voice of the first movie yeah. and is not super successful. Um, I think it's kind of interesting that people were uh, thrown off by the grisly deaths because I remember, especially with the girl that Michael, My- Michael Myers kills at the beginning of this movie, um, that was weirdly done to me because yeah. he he walks up behind the girl he grabs her it's a good it's suspenseful the she realizes that he's walked into the house and that the door is cracked or that somebody has come into the house she's looking around he shows up behind her um and then he goes to stab her but the way it cuts is pretty strange and the stab doesn't feel the stab does not feel real it's not even and on screen i don't think it's like it's just not. under the frame yeah and then there's like a spurt of blood that looks kind of silly and it, yeah. it it's cut strangely it almost um, it almost feels like what they had when they shot it was more explicit and then the ratings board had maybe them so. tone it down. but even then like this is before the r rating so i don't even know no. or yeah. before the pg-13 rating i don't know what the ratings board was like back in the the late 70s or yeah. late 80s um so i thought that was weird but it was clearly a to me at least may, maybe that could be the backstory but i read that as they were trying to kind of hide it and make it make it more up to the imagination of the viewer as far as what exactly happened and how violent it was. Uh, and I felt like there was a lot of that. There was a lot more explicitly being having the camera be from Michael Myers point of view, um, which bothered me a little bit. There's a particular scene where he's in the hospital. It's a very frightening scene because at one point he walks he looks around and you realize he's in the like nursery ward and there's a bunch of babies right there that are just crying next to Michael Myers. And you're like, Oh God. And thankfully he walks away from them. But, um, we, we see we're, we're watching as the camera and walk towards the door. Uh, one of the nurses walks by and the camera pulls back really quick and then does the same thing with another nurse. And, and then later in that scene, we see the two nurses talking at the front of the, the ward and we see Michael Myers walk away in the background. Um, so it's very clearly, okay, that was Michael Myers that we were just seeing from as opposed to the last movie where it was often a lot more ambiguous. You weren't sure exactly. It was almost you, you weren't sure if you could trust the camera. Um, mm-hmm. If it was just showing you the events that were happening or if it was literally Michael Myers standing right there. Uh, this, I felt made him a lot less 
mythical i guess uh to, you know to see him having close calls and almost getting caught uh, th- like that bothered me um to have such a, an eye on exactly where he was the whole time bothered me i did like the stuff with the security cam footage uh where we sometimes pop over and are just looking at the security camera and watching michael myers walk down the hall um there's a pretty effective point where we see one of the nurses walk down after we saw michael myers leave and we realize the nurse is walking down the same hall and shows up on the camera. Um, and then of course gets murdered. It, it, it's good stuff in places, but there's a lot of attempts to rip that same style. And it just doesn't have the same, uh, vibrancy and the same energy to it. I don't know. It, it doesn't evoke it the same way. Um, the, I was going to say the a lot of the scenes are very dark in a way that bothered me and was hard to see <laughs> not not in a way that like looked good um the i i've complained before about my tv having bad like black views i don't know what you call it whatever the technical term is for being able to see blacks very well deep blacks sure um and this wasn't really what that for in this case it wasn't really that it was just like the scene was framed in a way where you're not you can see the characters but not really the background and it just didn't look very pretty <laughs> and it was it was kind of muddled and just like what am i looking at exactly and not in a ooh is that michael myers hiding back there it's just like oh this is like a messy this is a messy scene that you've set up here um so yeah i i, I think that there's a i i wish the movie tried to just be its own movie And even if that means it was more bland, I think that would have been less distracting to me because there was a lot of things that felt like it was trying to do the exact same style. Um, As far as my best thing goes, I think it's just Loomis Uh, overall. Donald Pleasant's performance and the, the character because he's running around completely just on a false lead half the time. He's making these monologues about how, uh, you know, his relationship with Michael Myers has grown and how much of a monster Michael Myers is and like just being a wacky dude. Uh, <laughs> and I I don't want to say the movie had a bit of a Godfather 2 effect for me in that half the movie was like, this is fine. And half the movie was like, give me more of this. Yeah. <laughs> but it may have I I might put it that way in terms of yeah Michael Myers is killing some hospital people is he's using some tricky things all right sound yeah that, that's neat sounds good uh but then every time Loomis showed up I was like yes <laughs> what 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 else is this dude gonna say Tyler he's not gonna do anything but he is gonna say some stuff Tyler does, end, he does do some stuff d- does this help back up my uh defense for I needed Loomis to do more things in the first film I don't know that it does to me necessarily because I got it here and I got sure. the the follow up of okay now we get to see Loomis unleashed. He's just, <laughs> he's just going crazy. Instead like, instead of just constantly <laughs> saying that he he fired six shots at Michael Myers, he should have been like, I was standing around the Myers house all night. <laughs> I, I yelled at some boys. I said, "Scatter you boys!" And I yelled at scattered. Lonnie. I, I the fact that there's just this random drunk kid 
wearing the Michael Myers mask, which does back up my theory that uh, the hardware store was selling masks like that. They just had a shipment. And that's just that's where the kid got it. Um, he was in a box labeled. I don't know. <laughs> I believe Question mark. The, the kid has been Tramer, right? Yeah. The the um the boy that uh, Laurie was talking about in the first film, wanting really? to ask him. Is it really? Okay, yeah. I did not know that. Either way, um, the fact that he just gets totally obliterated in between this police car and and, a, and another car because uh, when cars hit each other they automatically just, just explode and, and somehow the police driver is totally fine and also is like <laughs> later on in the movie is like man woo that guy, huh? <laughs> yeah nobody really That's cares a... about this like wait this casual teen death like well, that's what happens so when you walk around with a michael myers mask you're just asking for uh, it but yeah the fact that that's part of that plot line and loomis after that is just like we must assume that michael myers is still out there and it's like what about <laughs> who's the real menace here loomis <laughs> so you were yelling at that kid so this movie should have been called halloween 2 the phantom menace <laughs> yes <laughs> Loomis will achieve peace no matter how many people he has to kill to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween, uh, Halloween 2 is actually about American militarism in, in the foreign conflicts. I mean... And how the no real way. villain is America. <laughs> um, it's very topical. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. Uh, Alex, two <laughs> things. Yeah. Uh, sure. Um... My best thing is going to be just the overall premise of the film. I think this is um, a, a concept versus execution uh, kind of deal for me. And we can get into the production stuff because this does seem to be a little bit of a multiple parties kind of having mm. different versions of this movie that, you know, not all of it really syncs up in terms of Rick Rosenthal and then the producers and uh, John Carpenter. Um, right. Everyone seemed to be going at this with a different movie in mind. Um, but, uh, I, I really appreciate that they don't do like a, oh, we wait a year, like, oh, this is the following year on Halloween, sure, Michael right, Myers right, right. disappeared all this time, and now he's back to hunt, like, a new set of characters. I, I do really like that it's, no, it's the same night, Michael mm -hmm. Myers got away, but that doesn't mean he's going to stop, and... Okay, what would happen? Lori gets taken to the hospital. Loomis would obviously still be running around trying to find Michael. Like, all, yeah. all of that stuff felt like a very natural progression. And, you know, the first film certainly works on its own. It doesn't need a sequel. But I think this is one of those cases where, all right, it's it feels like such a natural follow-up, at least initially, that it almost feels like, oh, this is this is very organic. I'm, I'm, I'm okay mm -hmm. that this film exists. Um but yeah, I, I think uh, in spite of me liking that idea, I think a lot of the execution is kind of muddled. I don't like how Lori yep. is just kind of taken out of the picture for half the movie. She's just kind of drugged and laying in bed. Um, and Michael is just kind of taking out hapless nurses and doctors around a hospital. Eh, it's kind of lame. Um, yeah. a, lo a lot of it does feel very just kind of like standard horror film. Um which I think you can lob that criticism at this movie more than you can the first film because yeah. due to the success of the first film, a whole slew of slasher films came out in between these two. 
Um, what else pre- did it decide from Friday the 13th? Uh, the big one is Friday the 13th, which is like shamelessly ripping off the first film in terms of style. And uh, but, it, sleep, but it is does going... Does Sleepaway Camp come out in between these two? Because that movie's so. kind of funny. I think so. Um, <laughs> but that's the reason that this movie is more grisly. Um, because John Carpenter actually was the one who was arguing that if we make this in the exact same style and vein as the first film, we are going to fall behind. Like we have to kind of amp it up. We have to increase Mm. the amount of violence in order to kind of keep it fresh. Um, Ultimately, I don't think the violence is, it's weird because it, yes, it is a, a sharp turn from how it's handled in the first film, but at the same time, I don't feel like it's, it's as bad as it could be. Maybe it's just because it happens to so few characters, relatively, you know, speaking to sure. like most most slasher films. Um, but I, I, I'll, I'll skip ahead to my worst thing. Um, just kind of the disposable characters. Um, most of the hospital people, uh, Bud. Um, most of them just feel like very stock. And you know, I didn't, I, I didn't hate any of them, which I feel like is a criticism you can lob at a lot of slasher films, and I'm sure yeah. we'll run into that with with one of these sequels, um, if not more. But it's just there there wasn't really a whole lot there for me to care about. It was mostly just, well, obviously I like Laurie, I like Jamie Lee Curtis, so I want to see what's going on with her. And then all the Loomis stuff is great, Tyler. To your point, I really like all mm-hmm. that stuff. I love the the mob showing up at the Myers house and trying to destroy mm-hmm. it. Like all that stuff's really really neat. And, um, you know, the sheriff kind of getting written out of the movie because he discovers his daughter's dead body. Yeah. And he he's like, I have to go tell my wife about this before anyone else gets to her. Like, all, all that was, was really, really great. Um, but yeah, every time we cut back to the hospital staff, I was just like, it feels, it just feels so, so typical. Yeah. Which is and unfortunate. I, I think there is definitely an extent to which that is only because we are looking at it with 40 years of history of slasher movies doing it that way. Um, but it is, it could be more imaginative. Yeah. And I feel like the first one still has the atmosphere and the John Carpenter touch to it. That helps to kind of sustain that. And it holds it up. Even if it's like, Oh, well these, the, the teenagers, you know, drinking and, and having sex and then they get killed. Like, all of that stuff, isn't it very, it feels quaint now. Um, but I think just kind of the atmosphere and the style helps to sustain that and just trying to copy that style. And of course, Dean Cundy's still doing the cinematography. Um, uh-huh. But Tyler, to your point, like overusing the uh, uh, POV uh, look of Michael Myers walking around, um, it, it does feel like an imitation. It's a solid imitation, but it feels like an imitation. Right. Yeah, Bud definitely yeah. feels very stock of all of them because mm-hmm. a lot of those uh, nurse characters, they're just very, they're just people. They don't really have any, I don't remember their names. They're not that distinct. <clears throat> but Bud is, he's the stock jerk. He says a bunch of super gross things, does a bunch of gross things, does get strangled in the background. So there's that. <laughs> but I was actually kind of shocked that he didn't get a more gruesome death. Yeah. Whereas his, the, the nurse he's hooking up with, she gets drowned in boiling water yeah yeah scalded more than yeah drowned yeah. uh yeah i do think it's that rough. The, the the movie went 
So I don't know if it necessarily went too far, because like I said, I don't feel like the violence over... Like, I wasn't like, ooh, that's... That's that's too much, but at the same time, I was like, for a Halloween film, this feels like too much. Relative sure. to other horror films, maybe not, but I I don't know. It yeah. was, I, was, I was kind of bouncing back and forth as to whether or not I well, thought that was a problem. The needle in the is, eye definitely bothered me, but that was, yeah. that's just me. <laughs> this was interesting to me because I definitely had only ever had the conception of uh, Michael Myers as he's got he's he's a unstoppable monster. He's got a big a big knife most of the time. He's going around killing people. And beginning of this movie, he gets a knife, and I guess maybe kills an elderly couple. I, it, it, it's not super clear if he leaves first. He, yeah, leaves. he leaves. Yeah, he doesn't kill them. Okay. Because she discovers um, that his bloody hand has like touched where right. the knife was, but then but she he, kind of he does looks, leave. They show she kind of looks around and then oh, do they show him actually I, walking out without her, having killed them? No, he he just he just walks out of the scene and then she goes and discovers that the okay. knife is missing. The reason she's yeah, looking exactly. around is because she realizes oh, there's blood here. Like she's just in shock because she right. realizes it's okay. blood. Okay. Um, but. He then goes and kills a girl with a knife. Check. We're on. We're on track. Um, and then, I think next time we see him. Well, and so two thoughts there. One, this movie inherently already is running into a problem because the first movie could wait until the first time he starts killing people and the first time he really shows up, and we we understand the threat of Michael Myers until halfway, two thirds of the way through. It's a while. Um, there's a ton of buildup and it's a short movie, relatively speaking, but there, there is still a ton of buildup, um, where this one is like, we know he's a killer and we, we know what he can do. What do we have to save, uh, for, you know, to really like build up the suspense again for the audience? Um, yeah, Tyler, do you feel like it almost has, I mean, it's not to the same degree cause we've, we've talked about this certainly in, in past episodes. Does it almost have like that predator problem? Where like in yeah. every subsequent Predator movie, they have to waste time on the uh, the Predator Showing POV the predator shots where he's looking mm-hmm. at them with his ultraviolet violet vision or or whatever, um, making clicking sounds and you're making like, the oh, clicking what's sounds. that? Ooh, yeah, who's it's the like, Predator? It's a Predator. Ooh. I know it's a Predator. Yeah, the movie yeah. is called The Predator. Shane Black. I know <laughs> what movie I'm here for. Let's just get this over with. You're you're right. It's it's not the same to the to the same degree, but I think there's something to that. Yeah. that went once you see and and they do try to make him more creative and this is what i was going to get into as well this movie then the next time he kills anybody he he kills i believe the security guard next with a big old hammer to the head uh pointed the other the other way the whatever you call the points of a hammer um yeah claw. and yeah the claw um the claw <laughs> Uh, and and sticks that right in the top of Garrett's head. Gar- Garrett, J- Jared. None none of the names stuck with me this time, unfortunately. Sure. Um, there's a Karen in there, and <laughs> I think a Julie and Bud. We know Bud. Oh yeah, th- that's true. Can't forget J- Bud. Jimmy is the guy with the curly hair who knocks himself out. Yeah, Jimmy's uh, the love interest. Yeah, we'll 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 get to him. Um. Anyway, <laughs> is he the guy from the last Starfighter? By the way, <laughs> who's seen that? Alex, why Can't we wh- watch movies here? Why I would if I? Anyone would know that it would be Britain. <laughs> why I guess why I gotta... would I? 
why would I know an actor from an arcane film? Why would I? <laughs> arcane? Yeah, you know, like esoteric and other words that I okay. know from that... books. Probably not. It's probably a Skyrim word. <laughs> what does arcane mean? I'm gonna look up arcane. I think maybe you're maybe you're fine, but I'm just thinking too. Ar- I'm too much. I've got too much Skyrim on the brain. Um, understood by few, mysterious or secret. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, the last Star Starfighter is understood by few. That's true. Um, <laughs> he is from the last Starfighter. I just wanted to confirm that. Well, there we go. Cool. Anyway, so he kills he kills him with the back of a hammer. Not the, can't can't bludgeon him. Got to got to do some stabbing. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I think the next kills are Bud and Karen. That probably? sounds right. And which, as we talked about, he strangles Bud in the background, which is kind of neat that she's like just hanging out, like drying off. And, yeah. and then we see in the background that Bud's getting strangled. They're, they do a few things like that that are kind of fun where now Michael Myers is very clearly just chilling back there and no one is noticing. That's kind of fun to see him sneak around. Yeah. Um. Then he boils Karen and then... Yeah, we find the doctor with a needle in his eye, and he does the same thing. I think he does the same thing to the other nurse. He does. Probably Julie. He does. Um, <clears throat> but that, And that has maybe my favorite shot in the movie, where she's in this dark room, and she finds the doctor, and she's terrified. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then just out of the darkness, you see the mask show yes. up. That's that a very cool. spooky, very well done shot. It's also from the first movie. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like but I, it's, I, it's I thought done, that was still effective. effective here. Yeah, because it works here. Part of it is that you can almost see it. Yeah. Uh, once he, he kind of walks in, it's yeah. like um, Rosenthal was tweak. Like when you start a video game and it says to move the cursor until the symbol is the arcane symbol is just visible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's in like this you case, doing... the arcane symbol. Yeah. As in, like a Skyrim thing, because this is something you would do on Skyrim. Yeah. Before, so you can fusrod people. Yeah. Um. No, you're right. It's like just there. Yeah. And then he, he fully walks out. It's it's pretty good. Do you think if Michael um, Myers tried to Fusro da do a dragon shout to somebody, it would just like bounce off his mask and like like <laughs> vacuum his head? <laughs> well, I mean, in Skyrim, you, you have the helmet. Oh, that's or a good you point. you have a helmet often. So I think it's. Yeah. Maybe you could just angle it up out of the eye holes. Yeah. Fusro da. Um, what else does Michael Myers do in this? He does get back to the stabbing people in ways and then lifting them up that shouldn't work. Uh, yeah, because he uses that. like a small knife on. Oh yeah, it's like a scalpel. Yeah. Uh, who is is that? Loomis's nurse friend. No, it's no. uh, it's the blonde nurse who's just like she's Fair. just chilling for most of the movie, yeah. and then she just starts running around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he like um, and he stabs like in her in her like lower mid back, but then he does like mm-hmm. hoist her up like she's on hooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, there there is more creativity, and part of me feels like it's diluting his brand a mm-hmm. little bit. You know, yeah. I I want I I get that especially now it's quaint to have somebody who's just like oh it's just an unkillable du- unkillable dude with a knife. What's what's the big deal about that? But I don't know. I think I I will say I appreciate that he definitely has a 
a sense of uh, sort of humor and decorum uh, to his killings because we do see in the first movie that is consistent in the first movie he sets up the graveyard scene right. which we now find out in this movie according to the canon of this movie is for very particular reasons um, but he re- he recreates the death of uh, his sister quote unquote in the Doyle house um, yes and then with well, the gravestone and everything it's one of the houses in that area it's one of fine. the houses um definitely not the Myers house probably um <laughs> they in this movie have him he he hangs up Garrett at one point the the security guard guy um he he after killing him he hangs him up somewhere um I feel like there's a couple other points I mean for one he he messes with it's like a therapy jacuzzi and that's how he kills uh Karen and gets Bud to get out of the bath so he can kill him um, yeah. by raising the temperature on that. So, like, he's got some pizzazz. <laughs> you know, he's he's he likes he has a flair for the dramatic. Should, should we start, like, giving a separate rating for each movie in terms of uh, Michael Myers style points? Yeah, sure. I think we should. <laughs> and if you... I feel like I'm. Go I was going to say, I feel like I'm forgetting something in this. Maybe I'm thinking of the uh the sam hain that he draws in blood oh on maybe. the chalkboard yeah um you know a little bit of a little bit of like hey i'm spooky um yeah well i think he did that because he was trying to fill up if you fill every time you do a creative kill you get an m a y an e and r and once you get mm-hmm. all once you max out that meter you get like mega combo yeah exactly yeah and you get like uh invincibility four thousand points yeah, I guess I got video games on the brain, huh? Really <laughs> geeking out over here. Um, uh-huh. I th- this movie. Okay, so as as of these two movies, are we supposed to? Is it canon that there's anything supernatural about Michael Myers explicitly within yes. these two movies? I would say so. Okay, I don't know I, what. Yeah. Well, I think just the the what is it that he puts on the chalkboard? Champagne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was I was having a hard I I didn't remember that in this movie. So when we got to that, I was like, wait, what? There's huh? Yeah, <laughs> um, it's like some eldritch so thing. I would say with that, that's maybe not coming right out and saying it, but it is very much like no, there's something there's something supernatural here. Okay, because because in the first movie, to leave it ambiguous, we're like, oh, she shot him six times, then he disappears. The end. Like that's fine. That works. Yeah, yeah. and also it works isn't like it, a little nightmare of a movie, right? And right. also, it kind of works in the sense of like what the police do here. Yeah, where they say, "Oh no, you you could have missed him. You know, you didn't." Sure, and sure. Maybe maybe he was faking getting shot to back away and live another day. Yeah, you but know, then, it's not a huge <laughs> fall off the balcony. He he probably could have lived. Yeah, like, but by the end of this movie, he has been shot like. Four to ten times, uh-huh. <laughs> like in the eyes. In, in, in the, the eyes, eye, yeah. He's, he shot point blank in the skull at one point. Like he's dead, except he's not. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'll be. I know, of course, it gets retconned. I'll be interested to see how that how that. Well, I mean, yeah, even gone. more so than that, Loomis ain't dead. If you can believe that, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, Donald Pleasance has a sort of chitin that protects him from. <laughs> that's why he had Lord God. He was like, "No, wait! I've, I, I'm protected. As long as I'm, as long as I'm in a medical building, I'm safe." 
Like, I assume all the protesters outside the Myers house, like, Geralt or, a, like, a witcher walked by and was like, what happened? And they told me, it was like, oh, Michael Myers, huh? You'll have to destroy his home. That's where all his power lies. If you do that, I can take him out. Provided you have the coin. Don't work for free. <laughs> uh, it will be interesting going into the sequels because they do start trying to get more into the why Michael Myers is seemingly invincible and what's going mm-hmm. on with that. Yeah. So I, I'll just leave it at this. I found it interesting that they... I don't know if it was even seeding something or if it was just we need we need at least something. The whole yeah. Sam Hain scene and the fact that he... I, I don't even remember why he went... Because it's at a school, right? Like, mm-hmm. why did, did... Do they state why he went there? Because he stabs... He stabs, like, a picture that one of the kids has drawn of, like, a family, which hints that, oh, he's mm-hmm. going to kill his sister. But yeah. beyond that, I, I mean, I think it's the same school he was at. Or the same school that we saw in the first movie. I I think it's supposed to be like the elementary school Tommy goes to. Yeah. Um. Beyond that, I don't know that we get anything in particular. Okay. That confirms why he did that, other than to be cheeky. Sure. Sounds good. <laughs> let's He's a ab- wily one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking of lore, let, let's talk about Lori and the big twist mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah. That I. Okay, so she's his sister. Mm-hmm. Confirmed. So canon is it that she was just a baby when all of this happened, and then her parents gave her away? They they say in the movie, and Alex, correct me if I'm wrong here. The idea is that Michael Myers kills his older sister. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Goes to asylum, prison, mental institute. Yeah, and then, uh. Lori is born after that mm. and then their parents die and she gets adopted while she's very young okay as, by the strodes and that's covered up because the strodes don't want want to be protected from i guess maybe they are worried about about michael myers knowing yeah. or maybe they just don't want her to know that she's adopted i don't know okay. yeah that that was my understanding as well which i mean it does raise the question of how does michael know Sure. Uh, but if he is supernatural, then maybe that's how. I don't know. Sure. But I I was going to ask how you guys felt about this because this is very much a, like a very hard retcon of of mm-hmm. trying to explain why he's targeting Lori at the beginning of the first film. Um, and just the the backstory. Basically, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill were like, we don't know we don't have any ideas for what this movie should be. We're kind of obligated by contract to write the sequel to Halloween. And we don't really know what to do. And this is what they came up with, um, out of desperation. Um, I don't, I think it's a pretty solid twist, but I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's like, since it only happened in the second film, it's like deeply rooted through so much of this franchise, um, that I, it doesn't bother me as much. But the fact that it's it's taking away that ambiguity, it's taking away that mystery of like, no, Michael Myers like just randomly picked out a couple of people to go and follow because he is just the embodiment of evil. Like evil is random um, and trying to give it, a, it. I think for the purposes of sequels and trying to keep this going, I think it makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm of two minds about it. Can't really can't really determine whether or not I like it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm not wild about it just in the sense of it's the, the first film is scary to me because of that randomness. Like, oh, that could be anybody, yeah. which means it could be me. Like, it's supposed to be this. That is a scarier idea than like, oh, it's, if you're not related to him or near the person who's related to him, maybe you're fine. Yeah. But I understand, like, if you're building a franchise, da 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 da. But I, I don't know. Does the, the most recent Halloween, does it, it is, is it a sequel to the first one or to Halloween yes. 2? The, the first, the, the, newest of the films yeah the the 2018 films what we're talking about right now yeah that is a sequel to the first film okay okay gotcha i think we have other situations like halloween h2o which is a sequel to halloween 2 right right so i think i've decided i am going to be most bothered by uh halloween 2018 as a is it 2018 or 2019 2018 okay as a naming convention, because then if you're if if you decide that that is the your your headcanon is this new series of films, yeah. then in order to watch them, you have to go Halloween, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween kills, Halloween ends. Like you, yeah, you have you have two Halloweens to watch through instead of like at least the other ones have different names. Yeah, yeah, and the Rob Zombie ones are a start or start over it, so it's like that works. But yeah, it is also like a, annoying that you walls. just have there you have three films in this series that are just called. Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) I did see in some instances Halloween 2 from 2009 is listed as H2 Halloween 2. I don't know why. I couldn't figure out like where that is coming from. That's probably like a fan forum because they're like H2O. We're doing a clever thing. No, it's like the official like it's on Amazon Prime. I think Oh, okay. some like Rotten Tomatoes, I think, has it listed that way. I don't I don't know why. Halloween forever after Halloween forever after. Halloween to Hal to Ween. Correct. (laughs) I am not a fan of the Gloria sister twist. And I think for me, it's because it really makes Michael Myers seem less scary uh, to have. Part of it is that it makes you realize that in the canon, Michael Myers is like 21 and they right. talk about that earlier because they identify that the body is too young to be Michael Myers of the random kid that they just murder on the street, which Don't Rory never know. learns about. Yeah. Um, no, I guess Michael Myers must have got him. Y- yes. Yeah. Michael. <laughs> My- yep. Burn him right up. Mm-mm. Just he even he even shame. threw a decoy mask on him to fool <laughs> everyone. Um, but I think the fact that. A, it makes you think that he's young when he looks like a big burly dude. I don't know how old the actual actor who played him yeah. was, but to be honest, like in some of the movies, he's played by like three or four different people, sure. depending on the scene that you're watching. So, sure. um, but yeah, it, it, having him have a mortal sister, uh makes it a lot less like, oh, he's this unrelenting evil force. It's not even so much the randomness for me as it is just tying him down and making him a lot more human when I know he, we know we've known that he had a sister that he killed, but then having him have a sister who's alive and like the same age as him. I don't know. It, it dilutes the idea to me a lot of this unknowable, uh, 
just unstoppable monster. Um, little weird to me. I don't know. I think they could um, have countered it and really helped build it up. If number one, Lori learns it earlier in the movie. Yeah. And her arc in the movie is coming to terms with that because really she like, there's no character arc for her or anything like, and, and there, not well, to she say dreams that much it too. Not to say that there's much of yeah. that in the first film either, but um, she she just suddenly starts having like dreams or she's having flashbacks to, I don't know if they're supposed to be like repressed memories, but there's stuff where like her, um, her foster mother is saying, I'm not going to tell you about your past or something like that. Yeah. Um, and she's seeing Michael as a boy in the uh, mental asylum. Mm-hmm. Um all of that just seemed really, really forced. And like, yes. if you're going to do that, <laughs> do it. Like, let's actually it, try. And... It, it is funny, like me, me highlighting like, oh, I think this is actually like a natural progression from the first film. But stuff like that definitely just mm-hmm. feels like we we ran out of ideas. Here's what we came up with. And especially the way it gets revealed here is yeah. that... uh the lady from the mental institute is like, by the way, Loomis, there were there there were records that were sealed. That yeah. is new record. Oh oh no, Lori <laughs> is Michael Myers' sister. Ooh, I don't know. It's very ham-fisted. Um, it, it's very. Uh oh yeah, Ray, you're actually a Skywalker. <laughs> um or, yes, no, Pal- no, you're Palpatine. Palpatine. That's that's what I'm thinking of. Um. All those movies are—it's all the same. Um, yeah, um, it—it's—it just gets thrown in there completely out of nowhere, and obviously that helps Loomis to be like, "We got to go to the hospital to save her." Um, so there is some narrative point to it, but I—I I think it was not necessary, and it—it yeah. it is weird because I think it works better if you also raise Lori to be like. Oh, she's she's the the force for good to match his force sure. of evil, and she is able to fight him off, um, which is interesting because that's what the 2018 one does, as as we'll talk about when we get there, um, and that's the one that ignores this movie. That's the the only one moving forward that ignores this movie, aside from the remakes. So, like, I don't know that that's fascinating to me because i feel like that's a way you could work it is that if she is able to content con- constantly sort of confound him and um get one up over him and and live to fight another day and and we get a little bit of that when he's chasing her in the hospital while she's on her own and, and after he's murdered everyone but it would have been a lot more effective if that was if the rest of the movie was her trying to save everyone and michael myers just murdering all these poor hospital people that she's trying to help out like that could have worked better at least for me um but instead we just have Lori running around and then at the end it's like yes we have a moment of recognition and i i know you are my sister i'm gonna kill you oh no you shot me in the eyes very specifically which is like kind of a neat thing it's a neat visual and i like him swinging around and grunting and being like well, they they sure do got me. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's very specific. Uh, 
and requires some some real precision under pressure from Lori. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, let, let me ask you guys because I, I, I this thought occurred to me while while we've been discussing it. What if for the first half of the movie Michael Myers was just absent, and uh, the whole time you're going, where is he? And I think that would be that could be good. a good move, and that's what I was thinking earlier when I was talking about trying to. You can't build up to him having his first kill again. Yeah, but you could do. You could. You could try. Well, because even with like Ben Tramer getting killed with the with the Michael Myers mask, that would even be like, was that him? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, basically yeah. have that question in the audience's mind. Um, because I, I, I really like this idea of just like we live with these characters after this horrible experience has happened and we're just kind of like dealing with the fallout of that. Um, and then like halfway through, like doing a hard cut, like almost like cut to black and then you hear the breathing and then we go into a Michael Myers POV shot of him, like walking into the hospital sure. or something. Um, I think that that would actually have worked quite a bit. I, I don't know. Uh, probably for marketing purposes, they're like, no, 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 you need Michael Myers throughout the yeah. whole thing. But yeah, so, I don't know that that might have that might have made for a more uh, uh, a more uh, thrilling movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would agree, and I think that also brings me to another point, which is that the Loomis and the um, Lori storylines are not very well integrated because a there's that. B uh, the the timeline of the two movies is that Loomis. Uh, runs out of the house after uh shooting down michael myers to look in the ground and be like okay michael myers is gone and then um the sheriff shows up loomis gets in with him they drive off uh kill ben tramer and well one of the other cops does but basically and then finally someone shows up and is like hey sheriff you're they found your daughter she's dead um, and that was very jarring to me because I think by that point we had already seen a news, uh, ra- like a radio thing or a, a newscast talking about the fact that mm, I think so she had died, or maybe that three people had died. Yeah, that well, I think Ma- the, it may not the elderly s- couple were watching it, or she was. He was. Asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's very jarring because it's like okay, everyone else knows that three people were killed, but Loomis and the sheriff. It it makes sense timing wise, but we go there after the fact when I think it would be a lot more effective to follow Loomis directly and just like have that be the opening. And sure. then someone shows up and they're like, oh, my gosh, the three girls are dead, including including Annie. And then that's like our, our role into the opening title or, or, or something like that. There were some weird editing choices in the way it did that that took suspense away from one or the other plot line. <laughs> um, and I thought that was kind of weird because definitely there's an opportunity for us to just believe that maybe michael myers is dead for a little bit and that's not really ever convincing because he shows up almost right away yeah i don't know it's kind of weird it would have been cool if rise of skywalker ended with ray saying like doing a slow turn and saying and i'm ray ray myers do 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 and then she puts on the mask and then she just she's like she slowly walks towards the lady and turns on the lightsaber 
but she holds it like a big knife, like a knife, like <laughs> a, a, a yeah. head. Right. Yeah. A light machete. I did like the opening credits for the movie. I like. Uh, how I did too. You, you think it's just the same thing with the, with the the uh, yeah. jack o' lantern, and then it opens up and there's a skull inside of yeah, it. Yeah, that was really I thought good. That was, that was really neat. That was that was cool. <laughs> yeah, I did. It did make me wonder if Michael Myers was going to show up with the mask over his face, and he was just going to have a skull underneath after they like if that was him that they killed in the in the car and then it makes me wonder if that's going to happen later don't ruin it for us alex if uh when when he's burning in mm. the the fire oh, that'd the be great con- conflagration um it'd be great if they like they catch him and like who is and they pull up the mask and it's a skull and then they just like pull pull, pull the mask back down <laughs> ah, oh, oh. okay okay well anyway we got him <laughs> also when <coughs> when luma shoots him in the hospital and the cop goes over to him he's like no don't he you see he's still breathing and the cop's like okay for sure i'll stay here and then his nurse friend is like i'll go out to the car and she just like runs right by him and hops over his arm i was like he's going to reach up and grab her and he didn't <laughs> do do a do a real mount, mountain and viper oh uh, yeah exactly exactly it was very much that murdered her <laughs> no 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 it, you it would murdered be her versus michael you murdered, you her murdered too. that other guy no he's just like i shot you six times i shot you six times and then michael grabs him you did shoot me six times <laughs> <laughs> oh man donald pleasance is varus and that's all i have sure uh that is a great scene though because he yells at the cop multiple times yeah no, don't, don't you do it. Get get away from... No, no, Marshall. <laughs> How don't did do we it. feel about the uh, kind of love interest, Jimmy? He was a nice guy. I get that you I could, think it's... Uh, you know. I think it's very funny that he knocks himself out yeah. on some tile. And that's yeah. just like... <laughs> basically. Although, I mean, he shows up later. Yeah, in subsequent scenes, like he's mi- like there's no blood on his back or anything. Oh yeah, which I I thought was kind of weird. I do like the scene where um she's trying to hide from from Michael Myers and she's actually escaped yeah. the hospital and she's just like sitting like <laughs> in in the car and Jimmy just waltzes up because he's like completely out of it mm-hmm. and he just kind <laughs> of like sits in there and he looks over and then he just <laughs> face plants into the <laughs> horn. Like, oh, that was really good. Does yeah. he die? Or does he? is he just in the car, knocked I, out? I, I think it's left ambiguous. Um, I want to say that there's an alternate ending of the movie where he's actually in the ambulance with her, and he, like, wakes up and startles her as, like, one last scare. Um, but they didn't go for that. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, that was all right. He, I mean, I get he the, sa- you know. He says, I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare on Halloween, and she just, like, punches him out of the van. <laughs> I, uh... Ooh. I do appreciate how often... It, 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 I, I appreciate it for the movie when it was released, uh, because this was probably a funny and inventive... Not funny, but a inventive thing to do at the time, and now I don't appreciate it from the perspective of where horror movies have come. But I love that there's like multiple people who are like, you better, you better go call the police. And then 
something horrible happens that means no one ever calls the police uh the because you have garrett officer garrett or security man garrett uh mall cop paul (laughs) blart um and he is trying to contact one of the nurse ladies on the the walkie radio thing yeah and it's too garbled for him to make them get the message across to her and she can't um, even operate it, so she can't yeah. talk back to him and say, I can't understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, and so she never does anything. And then Jimmy tells the one of the other nurses, the one who ends up getting hoisted on a scalpel, like, go go check out the wing one more time before you... Uh, to, or And then go call the police if you can't find anybody. And she doesn't actually get murdered when she goes to do that, which I thought was what was going to happen. But then she goes out to the cars, and all the cars have been the tires have been slashed or like stuff's been broken with the engines. Um, and so then she goes back inside and gets killed. Yeah. Why don't they just use cell phones? (laughs) Idiots. Whoa, this week we're going to be reacting to Halloween (laughs) two. You remember that time when they didn't have cell phones? What a bunch of jerks. (laughs) They deserve to die. Whoa. What an absolute plot hole. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to smash that like button. (laughs) Movie Fred and Movie Lyle are here to... (laughs) Movie Lyle. Movie Beavis and Movie Butthead here. (laughs) Yeah, um... I was just... I was... I'm sick. I was just looking at <laughs> pictures from the Halloween remakes and stuff, and in the 2009 one or whatever, he gets a bunch of different masks, huh? Like, got, he, sure. he really got some pre-order bonuses on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that DLC, yeah, that should be cosmetic. That'll be fun for us to to talk about and uh, rank each one of them. Hitting up those loot boxes. I know. I really hate that you know Michael Myers is pay to win now, but I guess that's. <laughs> You know. Yeah, if you if you uh, pre-order the Rob Zombie edition, uh, you get uh, your strength uh, attribute maxed out because that Michael Myers is like nine feet tall. <laughs> I mean, not against it. Yeah, yeah. I do want Pedro Pascal to play whoever finally kills Michael Myers. Now, <laughs> frankly, <laughs> he's getting everything. He's in everything else, which I'm not. I'm not complaining yeah. about. He's awesome. So he, he's the Deus Ex Machina. He just shows up at Halloween Kills to be like, ha ha! And he just like stabs him in the back. <laughs> Goodbye, Lori. Me and Baby Yoda and Ellie are gonna jetpack out of here. Wow. <laughs> oh, dear. Hmm. Do we have much more to say about Halloween part two of 57,000? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Let's do grades. I'll go first. Um, I'm gonna give it a C plus. Uh, I I still had a good time with it overall. I I still thought it was a pretty pretty easy watch, all things considered. I mean, it is 90 mm-hmm. minutes, so yeah. Um, that definitely helps. But um, yeah, pros and cons. I uh, you know ultimately I I you know just as a horror movie i enjoyed it well enough so i i I don't hate it too much and maybe that's partially because i know how much uh further we have to sink with with some of the entries in the franchise but um yeah i'm gonna go with the c plus 
What are you doing, Tyler? Somewhere in that range. Yeah. I almost want to just say, I think I will say C+. Um, I didn't feel like it was that much of a drop-off. Not Not in the sense that it's... I'm not denying that there isn't a huge drop-off between the first one and this one. I would say watching it, I didn't necessarily think, oh man, this is so much worse. Um, but it's just not nearly as effective or evocative while still being a fun time. And I I think I think I there were was a lot of me laughing at the movie or at least being amused by the movie in a way the movie ne- didn't necessarily want us to do. Um, I'm going to go C minus. I was going to go lower, but I think I will reserve that for later movies. And I may end up retconning and. Sure. You know, changing my grade here, but like this movie did. Yeah, really. Yeah, sure. exactly. We should we should retcon our grade and <laughs> or not retcon. We should give a different grade for this movie for every version of <laughs> the Halloween canon and the first one. Yeah. It's like, how does this match up? That, how does this get paid off? That'll do it. Um. So talking of things that I definitely would rate more highly, uh, I have a recommendation this week. I... Before my body became so weak and fuzzy, I took myself to the movies uh, bef- because to, to see before it left my area, which it's about to do, uh, I saw The Green Knight and I really liked it. Surprise, surprise. Um, it's very much a Britain movie and it's not as violent as I was thinking. There are some scenes of violence, but very few. Um hmm. It's, uh, of course, a retelling of the Arthurian legend. You know, I love some Arthurian legends from David Lowry, who I don't believe I've seen his other movies, but I'd, I'd quite like to. Um, it's a movie that's very strange, and I had to read an interview with him afterwards to kind of clarify some stuff, but not in a way that felt like the movie was... Not not in a fault of the movie, but just like, okay, let me put together what Lowry... Kind of like The Lighthouse, you know? Let me put together what you're mm-hmm. saying and what it all means. Um, it stars Dev Patel, who is awesome. I just really like Dev Patel anyway. He's really good in this. It was just great. Like, the last movie I saw him in was... I recommended it on the podcast was personal history of David Copperfield. And he's all like elbows and lank and big grin and that. And in this, he's all like chest and muscle and desperation. Like he's really good in it. Um, and Sean Harris as King Arthur was very good. Joel Edgerton is in it. He's great. Hmm. Um, I really like that. He's been, a, he could so easily have become a like. Jai Corden. Yeah. Like a pseudo action guy, <laughs> but he instead, you, you took the the name right out of my brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> But he instead has been choosing really interesting roles, even within like The King on Netflix or in this. He's not playing like a bruiser. He's just like a guy. He's really good. Alicia Vikander uh, and Ralph Innocent as the Green Knight, who looks awesome. He's like made out of wood and so every or like plants and earth. And so every time he moves, you hear like wood creaking and cracking and everything. The makeup is is amazing. It looks beautiful. The music is really great. Lots of harp, lots of chorale. And also um, Aaron Kellyman, who played the bad guy in Falcon Winter Soldier, is in it in a really cool uh, sequence. It's almost like a side quest, but I don't really know if it is. It's a really great scene. Um, I just really liked it a lot. It's very much a Britain movie in that it's kind of like a dream with a lot of really great images and haunting music. Uh, but it it has a lot underneath it as well. It's not just like... What if we did some weird imagery with this Arthurian thing? Like, I do think David Lowry is doing everything with a purpose. And uh, it really, really worked for me. Um, Between this and Nine Days, I'm not sure which I liked more. They're very different. 
uh, but both very Britain in their own ways. Um, but yeah, I liked it a lot. It looks great, sounds great, feels great, and I thought it was great, and it is called The Green Knight. It's leaving theaters where I am, so I don't know about the rest of the planet, but even if this is stored it in your brain for later in the year when it's ready for home viewing and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. check it totally out. Dug it. <laughs> Who's next? I'll go. All right. <laughs> I said that so angrily because of the headache. I'm sorry. Who's next? <laughs> I'll go. Okay. <laughs> uh, Come on. I, 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 I've gotten back into kind of a Batman mood. So I, I went and got the uh, 60s Batman show on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really neat. I started watching through. I've watched like the first eight or so episodes. And I mean, the format's always the same. It's a two-parter um, and kind of the first episode ends with some kind of cliffhanger of like, oh, Batman and Robin are in a trap or they've been captured or what's going to happen. Um, so the formula is always the same, but it's it's mostly just an excuse to see like these really, really cool actors playing these wacky characters. And it's just really silly and fun. Um, it does cement my... Uh, my appreciation for parody Batman after so much serious stuff like like Zack Snyder Batman enhances Adam West Batman. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but um, one of the, the weirdest things is I, I one of the early episodes or sets of episodes um, is about Mr. Freeze and it feels like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze, like even like mm. I think it's supposed to be like a German uh, character, but he like they they set up like very much like he has um kind of a hideout where he's like a hot zone and a cold zone that he can turn on and off um kind of like they do uh in Batman and Robin um and just kind of the uh the design and it just felt very very evocative of uh, uh Arnold Schwarzenegger Batman or Mr. Right. Freeze um which I thought was very very interesting um and I I thought a lot of that was just like we we took the uh the new origin that we gave him for the animated series about you know his wife dying or his his wife having an incurable disease and he had to freeze her and everything um but no that this one uh it it feels very much in sync with that which I, it's very very weird also his name is Dr. Art Shivel hmm so it's not Victor Freeze I was going to say you said German I was like well yeah his name is Victor Freeze but yeah okay never mind <laughs> So yeah, uh, it's it's great fun, and I do think that Frank Gorshin as the Riddler is probably my favorite villain on the show, at least oh, wow. so far. Um, every everyone's great, but I think he, with him in particular, it's he jumps back and forth between being crazy and manic and laughing, like all the villains do, but then he'll like jump and immediately be super serious. And it's actually kind of intimidating. Like, oh, he is crazy. Yeah. As opposed to, like, I, I do like Cesar Romero as the Joker, but that is much more like, oh, he's just straight up silly. Like, there's right. There's right. no sense of real threat to him. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it, it's it's really really interesting going back and watching it. And it's also <laughs> like in full HD, and it's like super colorful and stuff. Yeah. And it's just yeah. it's it's good fun. 
Also, the police are completely incompetent in the show. And, like, every episode starts off with, I, do you think we'll have to call Batman again? <laughs> All right, we're going to call Batman again. <laughs> and it's it's really good. funny. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Batman, I do not have any actual movie recommendations or show recommendations. I do have a recommendation for a Batman comic, which I read for the first time recently, um, that I had to track down digitally, which bothered me greatly because they, they've been releasing these like big, not big, but these, these chunky volumes that, uh, collect a bunch of classic, like eighties Batman after Batman year one. And I missed the boat on the first few. And now like half of them are out of print and it makes me very sad. Um, but I did go and read this because I have this is a long story, but I have another trade paperback that released forever ago that leads up to this. And I did not realize until a recent reread that it has a story that has a cliffhanger that doesn't get resolved in there. And I was like, well, I want to read that story. And that's related to this. story. Don't worry about it. The story I'm recommending is called Batman 10 Nights of the Beast. Hmm. Um, and it is about the KG Beast. Uh, oh. You may remember uh for his famous uh staring at batman with a flamethrower while batman says i believe you um <laughs> in batman for superman dawn of justice before batman murders him uh <laughs> so there's that um it wasn't direct tyler sure uh <laughs> <laughs> basically the idea behind this is that uh it well i'll say first um this is part of a run of batman comics pretty short run but a run uh written by jim starlin who is the creator of thanos is what he's more known for and kind of spearheading the entire marvel cosmic landscape in the 80s and 90s um basically the idea is that the kg beast is a russian assassin uh, a soviet assassin um the story is from 88 87 it might even be earlier i don't know somewhere somewhere that range 85 to 90 um and the assassin has come to gotham to kill uh a bunch of people related to the the star wars initiative not the movies but the big space (laughs) thing um and the the main reason why I was like, all right, I need to recommend this. One, I, I did really enjoy it. I think it's a pretty cool story. And it's interesting because it's not um it, it's it's more of a of the time Batman. It hasn't Batman hadn't quite evolved to be totally based off like year one and kind of some of the stories that followed that. Um so there Batman's still a little bit more willing to have people die. And like, is just overall more, maybe a little more lackadaisical about it. Um, uh, there are some differences in tone and in the way, like how good of a relationship he has with the police, things like that. Um, it's interesting, but also uh, the the idea is that the KG Beast is working through this list of of ten people who are very important to this project. Uh, over 10 nights and so the story has this constant framing of like this is day four and this is what's happening um and they keep hinting that the last name on the list is the president 
And I'm like, oh, they're never going to get the press. You know, like it, it's they're going to stop him before that. He is. He does mow down some people. He does kill like like Batman and, and Gordon are failing horribly to stop this guy. And like the CIA and like there's a guy from Russia who is part of the force trying to stop the KGBs because they say he's gone rogue. Um, And then and that and then, got uh, you excited. Like right there, you're like yes. recommendation time. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, But then uh part way through they uh more he he more or less works his way through the list there's some twists but more or less he, he gets everybody except for the last name uh and batman is very clearly like all right that's that's it we have to save ronald reagan the president <laughs> of the united states <laughs> and it's it's great um and so yeah. they have to come up with a whole a whole plot to make that not happen because he's like visiting gotham for some event <laughs> or something and and that's like why the kgb's just come because it's all centered around this it's it's pretty fun and silly and i love it um because like, I, it's not played silly mm-hmm. uh but it is a little bit playful i don't know it's weird to explain it i think it totally works it's it's sort of campy and and over the place all over the place and fun um but yeah, it's. I mean, it is genuinely like a good Batman story uh, that I quite enjoyed. But also, you get you get Batman a very distinct panel of Batman saying it, it's time to save Ronald Reagan. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, th- this movie came out in 1981 uh, when Reagan was sworn in. I figured, why not? <laughs> let me let me throw this out there. Um, the actual issues are 417 through 420. Batman, nice. 420. Um, and uh that's not a joke that's that's really what it is uh but also and yeah so well batman thank you for protecting me um ronald reagan's really having a moment isn't he because he's in the video is game he? oh yeah was it no man's sky <laughs> no he was in the call of duty one no i think it was no man's sky uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's why that everyone loves that game so much. <laughs> the No Man's Sky Presidents DLC. You get Reagan, Taft, uh, <laughs> Chester A. Arthur. Chester A. Arthur. I think I've also heard he's going to be in the new Halo. <laughs> <laughs> well, Master Chief. <laughs> Master Chief takes off his helmet and it's Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I've always wanted to have a Moa burger. Here on the Reach, I don't know the games. Gravity Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, who who wrote the this run, Tyler? Jim Starlin. That's what I'm saying. He's oh, Starlin. Okay, um, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Makes it. Cool, cool, cool. Three recommendations. They said we could. Jim do Starlin it, also in uh, uh, five issues after this story gets to murder Jason Todd. Hey. So Spoilers. Oh, well, I guess. You know what? That's good. That's nice. Glad old Jim, Jim got something to do. So, so what you're telling me is Jim Starlin needs to write a book specifically about this period in his life, and he's he's it's it's about like the lead up to killing off Jason Todd, and he calls it Ronald Reagan or how this whole mess began. <laughs> Ronald Reagan or how I learned to stop worrying and love the hood. Ronald. Ronald Reagan v. Batman, Dawn of Patriotism. <laughs> Trickle down justice. Um, <laughs> Roland Emmerich is directing the film, by the way. Makes Correct. a lot of sense to me now. Uh, 
Trickle down justice. I'm surprised Superman didn't say that while he's punching Batman and BBS. I don't know enough <laughs> to say things that aren't incendiary. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other the other president in the No Man's Sky DLC is uh, Quincy. Quincy Adams? John Quincy Adams. Pres- John Quincy Adams. There we go. No, this is a different president. This is this is just Quincy Adams. <laughs> oh, the secret hidden president that we never knew about. <laughs> it's like in Wayside School, where there's that one floor that doesn't really exist, but they all talk about mm-hmm. it. Um, so the next movie, uh, Season of the Witch with Nicolas Cage, it has nothing. Mm-hmm. There's no Michael Myers. Correct. Okay. Is, but, does it does it have some of the cast of this? Yeah, is there anything two? to tie it to? I I thought I saw that the girl who plays Annie is also. In I this. think there's some John Carpenter alum in it. I do think. Um, but the actors are the characters. Dean, I don't know if Dean Cundey shot it. No. I know. I I think John Carpenter is a producer on it. Maybe he's a co-writer. I can't remember. Um, and I do believe that ha- the first Halloween is like playing on a TV at some point. Oh, aw, so it's cute. Nito, well, I guess we'll find out next week on Here Come the Sequels. It must be the season of The Witch. Truly by Donovan. Tyler, where can they find us? Here come the sequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCT Sequels. You can email us at here come the sequels at gmail.com. We're also on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple. <laughs> uh, he's gone full Tina Belcher. <laughs> Geocities. I probably made that joke before. Uh, it's it's in <laughs> And it's Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo. Bing us. Yeah, Bing um, us. Hey, nerds, Bing us. Mm-hmm. Bing us right <laughs> into your ears. Yeah. <laughs> Alex found that particularly funny. I did. <laughs> I don't know what's happening uh, now. Library of Congress. <laughs> yeah. There I think we're cataloged. I think we've been entered into the National Film Registry at this point. Right next to the uh to the um video game case uh containing the ultimate No Man's Sky <laughs> extended edition with the President's DLC. Yep. We're at the Smithsonian, but weirdly the one about space. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, they've made made one one exception, like for the National Film Registry. It's all films, except for the one definitive uh, (laughs) uh, discussion series about some films, (laughs) most of which are not (laughs) in the National (laughs) Film Registry. Registry. Sorry. Weirdly, though. Weirdly, though, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch is. Yeah, it's the only one. Sorry, Doug Benson. Uh, you didn't <laughs> couldn't catch us on this one. Um, guys, it'd be really fun to record a podcast at the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Just, but it would be like us walking around and like looking at dinosaurs and every now and again going, yeah, Halloween 5, uh, I guess my best thing about it is, ooh, cavemen. <laughs> your, your timeline for this is way faster than I was thinking. Oh, man. Halloween 5 is in like two weeks. Nah, my birthday's further than that so maybe it'll be a later <laughs> well since we're at the smithsmonian now guys we're at the smithsmonian <laughs> and my head uh 
it is just it feels like ham. Whatever that means to you, it's true. Uh, I'm gonna go find host of Side Door, a great Smithsonian podcast, Lizzie Peabody, and that's gonna give me some Nyquil. I've been Britain. I, I've been Tyler. Lizzie, <laughs> Lizzie, I've got a really bad headache. Can you give me some Nyquil? <laughs> and I've been Alex, and you're having a spooky night. No, I think and you will be. So oh. work in the in the in the night, right? Shouldn't it? Oh, this is this is still happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Did you do that? Anyways, thing? you're having a spooky night, and you will be for the next two and a half months. Bye. How's <laughs> it just Claritin? Happy Halloween.